You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Not Another Origin Story. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar, but I can't remember how I got here, or how I got to this microphone, or why I'm sitting at this desk. Do you think you should just kill the first people you meet instead of figuring that out? I should probably murder. Murder is coming to the top of the list. Yeah, feeling like murder. Well, I don't really know what else to do other than just, um, I guess, co-host this podcast. But uh, I'm just going to be up front with you right now. Uh, I'm going to respond to a lot of things by just being like, I don't know what that is. And that's going to be the you know predominant dialogue I'm going to have to contribute to the podcast for the first, I don't know, let me do the math here, hour, I think? I think for longer than that. <laughs> I can't tell you how sick of that conceit I got in this film. Cowboys and Aliens, going right into it, I'm angry. Um, if, you, if you did not watch this film, the lead character played by Daniel Craig has about 28 lines in the entire movie, and half of which are probably, I just can't remember. Yeah, and it was ev- everything anyone said to him, he would turn to like basically that character or to the camera, it felt, and just be like, I can't remember. I was just waiting for someone to be like, hey, excuse me, sir, is this the way to the bathroom? I don't even know. But what's what's great is there's a scene in the movie where he kind of remembers seeing a cabin and then instantly knows how to get there. So his memory, his amnesia is real hit or miss. He remembers that he likes drinking and he, he's like a super villain. When it it's comes a real irrelevant. It's a really unnecessary and irrelevant story point that is literally erased by by Native Americans, which is confusing. Um, don't fully get that. Somebody peyote brings them out of. No, I think it does the opposite. I know a lot about it, (laughs) but I feel like that's not how it works. So in 2011, um, this movie came out, Cowboys and Aliens, uh, uh, surprisingly directed by Iron Man director uh, John Favreau. I mean, he's directed way more than Iron Man, but you you get the idea. I mean, if you in the context of this podcast, that's a big deal. This is he makes good movies. This is happy. He's here. Yeah, I mean he he. He are arguably one of the, like the godfathers of the MCU with uh, his directing of Iron Man. Uh, he's done tons of other stuff. He's like a famous comedian actor. He's also uh, gonna be directing that Mandalorian TV show. Yeah. Uh, but like the crazy thing about this is like, all right, you're like, it's a movie directed by John Favreau. Favreau? Or Favreau. I don't know how to say. Favreau. Favreau. Sorry. Yeah, Favreau. Yeah. yeah. I think that's how you say it. It stars Daniel Craig at the like right off of his you know his his celebrated james bond i think yeah uh, harrison ford one of everybody loves harrison ford great actor you know kind personally of as a person but personally i am a massive fan of paul dano he's in here mm-hmm. uh clancy brown uh who is like a character actor if you've ever seen uh mr Krabs. prevention yeah he, yes that's you <laughs> but if you've ever seen shawshank redemption he's the prison guard i think he also played the kurgan in the original High- highlander didn't we just have him in a movie yeah i mean he's in like a ton of shit i, I think he oh, he, was. he voiced he voiced um one of the green lantern characters i'm pretty that's confident. right yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's it um then let's see who else was in it um What's I mean, name? Olivia Wilde, Olivia Sam Wilde. Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's in it. I mean, it's um, like an insane cast of people. This one's lowered on the list, but my man Goggins, Walton Goggins, real name, uh, one, 
one of my favorite character like char- sleazeball character actors he plays the um the the bandit who's gets punched in the mouth and gets a broken tooth oh yeah um, yeah 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 he's gonna be like i think the star of like a new upcoming abc sitcom where it's like him trying to find a, a date on the internet or something i'm, sh- like I'm sure it's very choice. possible but he has, he's got an incredible role in The Shield. He's, a, he's an incredible, I mean, just a, a phenomenal role as like the central villain in uh, the Justified TV show, which is actually quite mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's pretty amazing. So yeah, the cast is superb. I don't know why so many people signed on to this because I did my homework as I often do and I dug up what I could find of the original comic. It's really hard to track down it's uh uh, uh I, I mean i got a digital copy but it's it's not like i went i couldn't find it in one comic book store it's not on like comicsology you know it's not on like many of the main places that you'd go to read digital comics um and i think that's because it's it went through some legal trouble yeah yeah i think there's definitely some issues with like, because this actually this film as a as a part of this podcast might almost be incorrect because technically from what i could read from a few interviews this was a promo first in a comic book anthology for an upcoming story yes it was then pitched from that one sheet to be a movie and it got some it got some momentum it got enough momentum that a studio licensed the rights meaning they paid a company to be like Nobody else can make this into a movie but us. They probably got a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe, to to be like, we're, we're going to license this, so we want to turn it into a movie we can. Right. The company, and then... Platinum Comics, which you know is one of the big three, <laughs> had some uh, pretty shady dealings to try to get this turned into a movie. Uh, yeah. They sold these this comic at like an absurd price point to try and get just as much volume out as they could. They sold it as a paperback, so it ne- a trade paperback. It never came out, I don't think, as individual issues. I think they only released it as trade paperback. They charged five dollars for it. That's which a trade so low. Paperback is usually ten to twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah, I was reading about this. And then <laughs> they content they got Dark Horse to uh, like publish it for them and put it under their name because platinum couldn't get into the diamond preview book so like you couldn't buy the book from diamond which is if you don't know anything about comic books uh every comic in the world is sold through diamond well not in the world but in the united states is sold through diamond they're a distributor they own the all the rights like you can't you can't go and get a batman comic if you're a comic book store from another dealer unless you get it like two or three weeks after it's been out you have to go through diamond so they got dark horse to put them in so they could get into diamond then they offered comic book shops a deal where they could basically buy like 25 copies for the cost of like eight so it looked like they sold 25 copies so when they released the numbers to the studio they said the comic sold you know oh we sold a half a million units but really they sold like 40 comics (laughs) i mean it's a genius idea it's so fucking shady yeah and and this is all while they're their, their, the wrangling to get this into a film had kind of gone belly up. Then they did make the film 
way after the comic was released and like like five or six years after the comic was released and then there was this whole legal battle and dispute over the comic book the people who worked on the comic book not getting residuals from the film i mean it's a whole mess it was a complete mess and what's insane is that again i dug up as much as uh, this comic as i can find uh i think it's just i think it's the whole trade but i read only part of it because uh it's not very good (laughs) yeah i read the description on wikipedia it had like a you know like the summary they do and like with each paragraph i was just like why would somebody have fucking paid to license this into a movie then i I have read wikipedia and read all the shady shit that happened to get it turned into a movie I have read infinitely better comics than this one. Um, and and what's infuriating is that what is actually briefly in entertaining in the comic does not even remotely make it into what is arguably an even blander film. <laughs> yeah, we were talking before we started. Uh, we have, like, the smallest amount of notes. We're like, this isn't, yeah. like, the kind of, like... I had more notes for the Spider-Man movies, which I love. You know, like, I, I loved Into the Spider-Verse. I had more notes than this because I was like, oh, this is great. This is not like a... I, I don't even think it counts as a movie, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's like they took, fifth, like, ten scenes and just stretched them out to fit the length of a full of a full motion so picture. So much of it is just the parts of other... We- like, if you've ever seen a Western, you've pretty much seen this movie except for the final fight instead of being against a gang is against aliens. Yeah, there's there's not a lot new to bring, but the worst part is that it's never an incredible... It's it's never an incredible science fiction movie. It's never a, a tolerable Western. And it's never... Yeah an absurd mishmash of the two uh one last thing before we actually talk about the movie because i think it's actually what the, the, the what happened with this movie before in, in it being made is almost more interesting than the movie itself which is that um this movie was in a bunch of hands in different forms there was actually a version of this where they wanted jackie chan to play uh, mm. a character uh they probably wanted to do what is the uh yeah, yeah, they they probably wanted to do. I don't know if that's before or after, but they probably wanted to get something of that nature going, and that didn't take off. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite. They briefly had the project being handled by Steve Odekirk, who yeah. is uh, I love him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's great. Re- he's ridiculous. He did Kung Pao and of the Fist and the second Ace Ventura movie. Uh-huh. Uh, kind he of wrote my... for Patch Adams. Uh, yeah, he wrote Bruce Almighty. <laughs> He's he's uh he's the writer and star of a a a very 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 little known film that me and my friends here in Chicago adore called High Strung, which is basically him doing a very long monologue, occasionally interrupted by Jim Carrey in an uncredited role as the, the specter of death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, the point is, he wanted something absurd. He wanted like. He had, like, uh, there was concept art drawn up of it that I found from Cinema Blend, uh, where they had, like, a, a, a female cowgirl, like, wrangling, like, a dinosaur alien uh, <laughs> with ropes. Been, and that's so like, much cooler. There's so many cool things they could have done. And, and that is, uh, the writing credits, there's three people who get, like, story, which means, like, they came up with, like, the basic credits. And Steve Odekirk is one. And then two of the people. There's five credited writers. That's like an insane amount of people. Like to get that's credit. a lot. Like movies often have like seven or eight writers. Because, you know, that isn't you do like punch ups and stuff. But to get credit, you have to write a certain amount of the movie and then go through arbitration. So like these five people fought to put their names on this, 
And what's crazy is, like, some of them aren't great. I'm not going to lie to you. But, like, one of the dudes uh, wrote... Uh, okay, he didn't write He did the Transformers movies. He did the first Star Trek remake movie. He did Mission Impossible 3, The Legend of Zorro he was a writer for. Then you have another guy who also wrote the Transformers movies. I think they must have been partners. And then you have uh, Damien Lindelof. Lindelof? The guy uh, Lindhoff, yeah. mm-hmm. who wrote Lost and was one of the producers on the Star Trek yeah. movie. And it's like, it's insane. Like, these people are not... The, the one dude wrote Children of Men, which is like a it's, really good movie. Could, I mean, could be one of my top movie. three movies of all time. Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing movie. He There's a lot of talent, but this is... This. This is a movie written by a committee. Oh, this is a movie where Iron Man. Now that I'm looking at his IMDb yeah, page, yeah, this is a movie where people kept coming in the room, pitching ideas, and then like leaving the room, and then they'd bring someone else in who'd be like, I don't know, I guess I'll keep this part and do this. It's just it's a complete movie by committee, and yeah. and and a committee that didn't want to go particularly far in any given direction and so you end up with a film that's mostly just people walking slowly, turning around, and delivering. Eight, le- eight, eight word sentences uh, and then then cutting to the next scene or just holding on long and landscapes. Just like everything you've ever seen in a western. Uh, a nerdy guy who has never fired a gun but goes along because somebody did him wrong and he's trying to learn. Uh, a preacher who comes along. You have the tough old general from the Civil War. You have a, like a, a like a uh, high plains drifter who barely talks like everybody's doing somebody else from another movie instead of just being like well i'm gonna put like daniel craig arguably is a charismatic person and he's a good actor he's just garbage in this you could have replaced him with a stunt double because he never speaks there's no reason to pay daniel craig to be in this movie he does nothing that would be like thank god they got daniel craig yeah, I mean, the actors we mentioned that we were big fans of, they all did their jobs independently, but none of it makes logical, cohesive sense. But, I mean, like, like, like talking about the film, when, when it opens, and, and arguably when you see the trailer, you have the same effect, I I instinctively was like, this is, this is a fun idea. I mean, the idea of an, of an Old West yes. outlaw waking up in the desert with a strange alien tech uh, adhered to his wrist... And, and, and a questionable, you know, take on what has just transpired. That's interesting. That's a that's a that's a, that's a short story premise of a story that I would then read. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that that's interesting. And then it slowly wastes that cool idea as yeah. aggressively as it can. And it degrades. Like what's what's weird is they start off, and he has this weird robot arm, and like instantly murders three people who appear to just be like farmers. And they're going to take they're, him in because they think he's a criminal because they think the thing on his wrist is, like, irons. Like, he's been, you know, shackled. And he immediately murders these three dudes who appear to just be ordinary people. So it's like, this is a bold move to start a movie where your lead character is just a straight-up sociopath. Well, it and, and, it's, and it's ultimately it goes on to be worse than that because his sort of fun-loving partner is a, is a, is a genocidal, like... It's a genocidal maniac who whose whole whole character pitch is that he murdered more Native Americans than you've ever heard of. And, 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 but then the weird part is, is midway through the movie, he becomes the victim of uh, the Civil War. Like, his story, did you notice, like, the beginning of the movie starts, he's, like, this badass, he's, like, basically drawing, quartering a guy because he, for some reason, thinks this dude, I guess, somehow blew up an entire herd of cattle and then hung out 
to be like, ha ha. But he's like threatening him and it's all this stuff and he shows up and everybody's scared of him. And then later his like, this Native American kid he took in is like telling the story about how like he never likes to fight, he but you know he won't back down from a battle. It's like I legit just saw him torture a dude forty five minutes ago, and everybody talks about him because he's a piece of shit. And then it's like supposed to make this thing at the end where he's like a hero who reluctantly is just trying to save his son, and it's it's you could tell that like at that point I was like, oh, this is like somebody wrote this movie four times, and they just took all the parts that they liked out of each story and put them together because his character is wildly different by the end of the movie. And Daniel yeah. Craig's character is played up as being not that bad of a guy, but he starts by being a murderer. And so you're like, yeah. wait, you can't have him start murdering? Because it's not even like these people are bounty hunters who find him. They legit are just like, hey, look, he might have been a prisoner. There could be some money. So they're not even looking for it. It's so weird. Yeah, and then we, we, we just lock into this amnesia thing for all the way through the first act it's all that carries the film up until the uh alien attack um it's just him asking questions people asking questions at him paul dano has a great sequence where he plays just the most hateable rich kid you could ever imagine and then he is swooped out of the movie as everyone else is literally swooped into the air via the most questionable (laughs) grappling hook drone technology i can only assume and also for one of the most confusing parts of this movie they keep going and kidnapping humans because we're told by one of the characters they're looking for your weakness human beings are literal walking hamburger we are not our weakness is any fast moving object (laughs) like you guys can fly and shoot lasers you just found our weakness and ironically, this this snagging people off the ground via drone at 400 miles an hour, uh, surprise, that's one of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's called <laughs> spine injuries. <laughs> hey, all, all the people of this, this world can't walk. Is that, isn't that weird? <laughs> it's weird. They, they were running when we saw them, but now they can't feel anything below the neck. It was so yeah, I love that. I, I just want to see them like making a list of all the things that we're vulnerable to. It's like, hey, have you found anything that they're resistant to? No, not yet. Light <laughs> it's cold. Just, they seem to just be bags of of liquid, and uh, that liquid is very important. So I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be able to be killed by like all the things that kill everything else, including us, because bullets kill us. So, and that was uh, the other thing of- that was a bummer is. The aliens in this, but having seen some of the drawings from the comics, yeah, the aliens are like the least interesting aliens you've probably ever seen in a movie. This and is a huge problem. They spend a lot of money because some of them yeah. are practical effects, but it's like they have like tiny arms, like they're the aliens inside the like inside the robot suits in Independence Day. It's very similar to the Independence Day design. They're a little bit faster and less tentacly. And they have like monkey heads or something they have like weird yeah heads with like they're like fish eyes like they're on the side yeah. of their heads but it's like really uninteresting and the plot is really dumb because they keep kidnapping people to find our weakness which again is just stupid while they have machines that mine gold because quote unquote gold is as rare to them as it is to you hey gold's not that rare guys it's there's a lot of it in the earth we find it a lot there's they theorize there's whole planets that it's mostly gold it wouldn't be that hard for these fuckers to find gold. They could find no. tons of planets that have no one on it and get the gold. It's uh, so dumb. 
in in the uh, in the comic, they are just intent on conquering, and the aliens Which makes sense. Make that the story. Why are they after something that's so yeah. pointless? And the aliens conquering is is it, well in the comic they are they are they are comical villains. They um they they they, they all the aliens don't look the same. Many of them in the screenshot I sent posts that I'll post for everyone as well. Um, are disappearing to wear like trash can lids on their heads. Uh, a lot of them are like look like rejected like teenage mutant ninja turtle villains. Yeah. Um, and and the and they're they big. Just look like a dragon. Yeah, they're big Greek, the dragonborn-looking green guys that talk. I have like full logical conversations, and that's more interesting than just sort of vague, gray, sticky creatures that run quickly. Because a lot of the attacks of them, besides like with the drones, like the end fight sequence, a lot of like the deaths are just sort of like fast cuts from the perspective of the alien, just like mm-hmm. a, like just like a green screen over the lens and they and they gotta go rawr and then like a guy pulls off a horse and we hear like a squish noise that's all we get yeah and it's like and really a movie every time they die really? it's because they get somebody gets knocked over and then the alien stabs him with his like really long fingernail like every death yeah. is the same they every also are being led same. by somebody we're supposed to believe was like one of the greatest generals in the civil war and his plan is to ride in circles on horses in the like jackass just send three people down and when they come out you guys all stay on the rocks and shoot them like only the Native Americans were smart enough to be like, well, let's not just stand out in this route, yeah. like this tall grass, so we could be killed. And that's his plan. They just keep riding horses in a circle. And it's like, who taught this guy how fighting works? It's also the climax of the film. I should point out. Oh, it's, and it's, it's, so it's the thing. Point. It's the thing you're waiting for. Yeah, this movie in general is like. For me, I was finding so many things to do on the other like, on another screen. You know, while this movie was on, I was having the hardest time focusing on it because um, there's no tension in any of these sequences to be found. But what's annoying to me is that in the comic, um, the aliens are one of the first uh, entities to encounter, uh, or, or sorry, the, the Native Americans are one of the first ent- entities to encounter the aliens. And they quickly, like, are, you know, they're killed and, like, pretty aggressively, but not all of them, obviously. And they begin to try and adapt. There's later sequences where <laughs> a bunch of the alien warriors in the comic are returning from a battle and they have these, like, hover sleds that the uh, aliens are running around in. Um, I guess they're replaced by the drones in the film. And they've got them lassoed. Like, they're still hovering, but they're carrying them in on lassos and taking them apart. And with the help of some of the uh, cowboys in the film, are able to repurpose them into, like, horseshoes. They've got hover horses and shit. Yeah, they've got flying horses, which uh, at least sounds like something. And that's, I think, my biggest problem with this movie is, is it starts off as a boring Western... It becomes a boring sci-fi movie, and then it just it becomes a boring movie at the end. Like, they could have... There's so many cool ideas they could have done, and, like, just... I mean, let's face it. This movie's just a rip-off of, like, every alien and Western movie you've ever seen. So why not just go all the way and just have it be, like, aliens crash near a mining town, and they're, like, the alien from Aliens. You know, don't make them that way, but... Like, and then it's just people with six-shooters shooting aliens. That, that'd be more interesting. And it's, like, a zombie movie with aliens in the Wild West. That's interesting. Had it be like a predator-like alien where there's a couple of aliens hunting these guys down. There you go. That's another more interesting. But, like, ah, these guys are kidnapping us. We have to go and get them. They're mining for gold. This is just a scout ship. Why the fuck is the scout ship still here? Like, why is it st- why is it staying and mining gold if it's just a scout ship? It should land and be like, oh, fuck, there's gold on this planet. Oh, these things that live here are pretty easy to kill. 
Let's fly back and tell everybody else. Also, do we not yeah. have radios? It's like we just win, send win. a message. Like, why do we have to it's fly a, back? <laughs> it's a win-win-win for us. Um, so the 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 when the when the movie finally decides to um, live up to its uh, title and actually combine cowboys and aliens, it's at first an ambush. Uh, in which a variety of random NPCs are taken and disappear into the distance. Uh, and then, as described by Pogues earlier, the uh, the band of of cliche characters gather up with all of their differences uh, mm-hmm. and all their unique qualities that they're going to say out loud. Um, <laughs> Do you think they brought a kid, too, just in case? A fatherless mm-hmm. kid? Because mm-hmm. they should probably bring one of those along with them. Uh, and then they, 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 they head out on the road where uh, they chase one alien for the entire second act of the film. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this alien is outrunning them because uh, it's apparently wounded. And I know that it's bipedal. Um, and I assume that it gets tired. And at one uh, point it stops and lets them catch up to it. <laughs> and it's bleeding. We know that. So uh, they're, on, they're on horseback, but they can't get anywhere near it. It gets all the way back to its... Uh, its base and and it feels like i rushed through act two i didn't that's the entirety of the events of act two no at um, one point in act two they find an upside down steamship more than as uh harrison ford says like 500 miles from the nearest body of water which also seems physically impossible but um but no explanation why would the, did the aliens pull it out because they just assumed to be kidnapping native americans and the people in this mining town they never explain where the boat came from. No one seems that perturbed that there's just a boat upside down. They're just like, huh, let's get in there. It's raining. I was just like, wait, what? Are you guys going to explain? And they never explained it. I was like, why did it ha- Why couldn't they have just found like an old hotel? Like, why did, you know what I mean? It was just such a weird detail to throw in. And yeah, I don't like that great of a set dressing either. No, it, it, it's, it's a dark sequence for them to all camp in. And then we just simply walk away mm-hmm. we walk away from that entire sequence and move on to act three which is sort of this uh spend an hour talking about what we're going to do then as you describe ride horses in a circle around um some cgi creatures um and experience a uh classic inevitable let's blow up the engine sequence uh just like we said before there's nothing new to be found here so um i don't know there's a lot of new things there's like that scene where the character that's been set up to have killed a lot of Native Americans actually stops and saves... Oh, no, 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 that's from other movies. That was yeah. my favorite. It's like, each scene is more cliche. The doctor who couldn't shoot at all, oh, guess what? He kills a guy right in the last moment that we need him. Uh, the Native American guy that Harrison Ford's been a prick to the entire time, uh, it turns out that he loved Harrison Ford like a father. And you know what? Harrison Ford wished he had been his son. It's just like every cliche moment. And... I like I feel bad for that dude. His name's Adam Beach. You've seen him because anytime there's a Native American in a movie in the past like ten years, it's this guy. Like I feel like he just I mean, I guess it's work, but there's all sorts of those scenes and throughout this movie where it's just like the most cliche things that can happen happen. And with like no like hint of being like a joke or leaning into it, just as if like the person writing it was like fuck this is due tomorrow and i don't feel like trying yeah it's almost as if they just took 
like it's almost if they made a vision board of things from westerns that they liked as like staples to get at and then they were going to fill the rest of it in with some interesting new content and then they decided just to go with that um that storyboard <laughs> the first one yeah <laughs> and spend the rest of the money on i guess cocaine i have no idea what people do these days yeah i, I mean i guess paying like tons of famous actors to be in a movie that i, I have to imagine they signed on to before there was a script because i can't figure out why any of these people were like yeah totally let me get in now, on this. I'm just now remembering a, a sequence in which Olivia Wilde's character is captured, rescued, dies, is put on a fire, then reanimates herself, uh, admits that she's a different alien. Mm-hmm. Um, one that apparently can survive death and shapeshift. And then. And thank God the Native Americans burned her body. Because, I mean, is that what brought her back to life? I guess. I have no idea. I don't think she knew, which was weird. Yeah, because she was like, when she, he's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, I wasn't sure I could heal this body. And I was like, they just lit you on fire. Like, that's so much more healing you had to do. You just got kind of cut earlier. Like, you probably could have lived through that normally. Yeah, I, I don't I don't follow the logic of, uh, of most, most of this. That film. was also like a weird scene because they like kept like trying to be like, isn't this sexy? She's naked, by, but like never showing any part. of It was just such like a weird scene. I was like, why is this happening? Like, it feels like you put this in here to be salacious, but it's just like really awkward because it's just like this random shot of a woman in a fire. And then it's just a bunch of back shots. And then Daniel Craig picking up a blanket. And I was just like, and it takes so long that I was like, why are you focusing on this? Ah, uh, so that's that's a great scene when they're caught by the Native Americans, you know. And I wrote yeah. down my note for that. My note when the Native Americans showed up was I was like, oh man, there's a chance this movie's about to get real awkward for Ben. It, it, it is really weird because they're, they're captured by Native Americans and then Harrison Ford proceeds to yell that they're evil and that they can't be reasoned with and 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 just indicates a lot of his um opinions of the savages as i assume he would refer to them except for these uh, native americans are all wearing like country western gold like dress shirts you know like those like with the real pointy collars well, and like all, i was like wait where did they where did they get these native americans from that just look like they're like dressed in the background of like a dwight yoakam video uh, well, I've, I've, I actually, that's probably pretty accurate uh, at this time. I mean, if, if we're in the if we're this deep in the West with a lot of established towns, we're pretty far into the decline of the Native Americans. True. So there's like most of the Native Americans are no longer uh, in their homes, which would have been somewhere in the middle to the east of the country, and so now they're just sort of relocated. The tribes have been um, sort of in, you know in whatever state this is supposed to be taking place in. Right, uh, and and at this point, uh, there was a lot of an Americanization of a lot of the Native Americans who've given up trying to continue on as their former society, and are now which is sort of like until you know, later in the movie when they're all still using like bow and arrows. Oh right, yeah, that's true. It's just like, like when they first show up, but, they all have guns, and then when they go to fight the aliens, ninety percent of them have bow and arrows. It's like, what happened to all the dudes with guns? I, I should point out another huge thing: the, the comic opens on um sort of a back and forth cut of these alien ships arriving uh on the exterior of earth and one of them coming down uh into the um into the the western region of the united states and as it's landing and attacking some native american or attacking some people that it finds it's splicing in cuts of 
like of like of white men running down Native Americans, and and it's even talking about colonization. And the clear parallel is like you know white man colonizes America, destroying Native Americans. Uh oh, here comes aliens to colonize. You know, and kill everyone. Exactly. They're drawing a direct parallel. Whether they're trying to like send a message or whatever, it doesn't really matter. The point is that they they've created a theme. This movie lacks that theme because. At no point are we supposed to not like Harrison Ford's character for his genocidal tendencies. Because, um, yeah, like when they first introduced him, they talk about how he murdered tons of Native Americans. But then the next thing they talk about is he was at the Battle of Antietam. And then he's talking about how many people died. And I was like, wait, was he on the north or the south? Because, <laughs> like, I, that's an important piece of information we need for whether or not we should root for this guy. But it was like, wait, I thought you said he was like a general in the native, like the war against the Native Americans, not the Civil War. Like, which war do you, which war is it supposed to be? Pick one. Like, he after he left the Civil War and was really pissed with the military, he stayed in for another 20 years and just went and killed Indians? It's so bizarre. Yeah. According to uh, some of the preliminary reading I did, uh, they originally had written one of these many scripts they duct taped together. Um, to actually cast Robert Downey Jr., uh, yeah, I assume I just because he's, he, he's a friend of John uh, Favreau, um, as a like former Union soldier who's now you know sort of uh, just sort of a, a rambler out in the West, um, and he was then recast with Daniel Craig as more of just sort of like a vague bandit guy. Um, but yeah, I, 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 again, I don't know what any value it is to know that this character. Uh, was military and slaughtered Native Americans and doesn't appear to be... Because at the very least, you'd expect Harrison Ford's, Harrison Ford's character to draw parallels, like I just described, where he's like, how dare they come, you know, uh, invade Earth and then like have a Native American respond being like, uh, dude, you know? I mean, yeah. like, I, like drawing some parallel would have been at least cute for like, momentarily. What's weird is when the movie starts and they're showing everything and they're introducing the characters and they talk about this guy's dad and how like he's this badass. You got He's like clearly being set up to be the villain, but midway through the movie, he all of a sudden becomes like the other protagonist, and it's just like, wait, this guy was the villain forty minutes ago. You can't, and that's why you could tell. I, I think midway through the movie, at the point when uh, after they leave the boat. I think it's a, like an entirely different script that somebody else wrote, and they just rewrote the beginning for some reason, because it's like his character just changes on a dime. Yeah, yeah, it's. Ooh, I'm looking for a word here, and maybe it's by amnesia, but uh, shameful. <laughs> it's not great. I can tell you that. It's surprising, sort of like while watching it, I sort of thought like while the movie was playing, I was just like, oh. This isn't, like, this just isn't good. Like, it's not bad, and it's not, like, it's not, it's, really, it's not, like, it's bad, like, to the point where I was like, oh, this is, like, a really poorly made movie. It's not good. It's, like, it looks good. It's well-directed. There's tons of famous people in it who are all, like, this isn't, like, a movie, too, where it's, like, some famous guy was like, oh, I gotta pay off a divorce, so let me be in this movie. Like, they're all trying. Everybody's acting. But it's just not, like, not good, and it's not... I don't know. It's really weird. It's just like I can't even describe it. It's like tofu or something. You know what I mean? It's just like something that has nothing to it. It's just like you're like yeah. yeah. Uh, not to mention the fact. Not to mention the fact that um, uh, you know there's 
there's avenues that you could have gone down and uh they choose to go down none of them which i think leads us to a phrase uh or to a useless question and answer segment that i'll just go ahead and preempt um don't don't bother with this film if you saw it that was it you, you already wasted your time uh, there's no reason, reason to go back and do Quincy it brown who i feel like got to say they started filming and he was like i've made a huge mistake and was like i have to go because he just like pieces out in the middle of this movie and is like the only other character to die there's only like two characters who die and i was like huh i feel like he was just like midway through was like i don't want to do this anymore so could you just write me out of the film but yeah i would yeah, not but- i would not recommend watching it like because it's not even like, like i said that it's bad it's just like such a non-experience it, it was just very boring the thing that made it yeah. bad was i had to pay four dollars to rent it yeah, and I had shit to do. Even no, I didn't I mean, have anything else to do. I would have just wasted. I time. had shit to do. This this movie, this movie was the antithesis of me doing something. It felt like it felt like it it took time from me. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like a, like it was like a time vampire. This it movie's a time vampire. Time vampire. Put it on the poster. That would have been a better film. <laughs> Let's get a vampires in the wild west. Like I said, there could have been a good movie there. Oh shit! I like that more. Except, what if the vampires uh, just sort of? <laughs> what if what if the people arrive from from the Civil War talking about uh, the Civil War, and then vampires show up, and then they just sort of abandon any pretext of character origin, and then they chase one vampire for two acts, and then when they get there, there's like five of them just kind of hanging out in a forest, and they just sort of like ride slowly around them, and then uh, and then when one you of think them punches, the final vampire is going to get away, some woman has like a. A, a small laser gun that turns into like a nuclear explosion in the air yeah and probably would have killed everyone what? on the ground I, when this, I, I'm <laughs> sorry, the we're, way pa- we're way past this but like why why did why did daniel craig even end up with that gun uh they show it when he's getting the, well, ready to be sh- dissected the- he somehow gets it on his arm i could not that scene was really dark and very confusing i don't know why they had a, a weapon laying that close to people it, like it seems like but what i'm confused by is it seems like one of their weapons but it none is. of them se- yeah, seem to be using one yeah they have none the, of them use it gatling guns which that was the other thing i kept waiting like there's a scene in the end where like one of the monsters runs out and he has like this like big laser gun and he shoots it and like the ground explodes and i was like oh i bet you they're gonna kill one of the aliens and harrison ford's gonna pick that up and like start mowing them down and that's gonna no that never no. happened there's just like no payoff to anything and like like i said the end fights are so boring and so cheesy and like i i don't know they were just so worthless and like they kept like giving characters you couldn't even remember death scenes like we watched three people from that gang die and i couldn't tell you which one was which because they all just look like guys in fur skin coats and beards so it was just like watching five people i had no idea their names or their function to the story have like individual death moments like i'm watching the end of saving private ryan yeah, it was it was twenty red shirts and and three characters that uh, were badly formed. <laughs> That's yeah. basically it. Well, um, I'm proud to say that this film accomplished one thing, which is another um, notch in our never-ending uh, progress, our sojourn across the uh, you know the, uh, the 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 wild west of comic book uh film adaptations you know films that no one ever watches so it's a good thing we're unearthing them uh they're not popular genre at all this is the real this is the real uh death valley of that walk across the west 
Can just you wanted mind? to get out of there as soon as possible. Can you mine things that belong to someone else? That feels like what we're doing, right? <laughs> Am I a prospector if I just take shit from your backyard? In a way, Ben. In a way. <laughs> well, I think that's going to be it, because I'll be honest. We, I, we, I'm done talking about it. <laughs> we expressed a fear before this started. Ben was like, I think this episode's going to be super short, and I'm going to have to agree, because there's really nothing to talk about. There was nothing like really absurd enough to make fun of. There was nothing, like, there's no good moments to bring up. There's no bad moments. It's just a really bad movie. <laughs> like, it's just not good. It's not enjoyable. So come back next week. We'll tell you what the next movie is up. Hopefully we'll pick something more enjoyable to watch, or at least we can talk about for more than 20 minutes. Uh, until then, uh, you know. We can't make any promises. It's in the, it's in the contract. It's, um, we're not allowed to make any promises.